and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, September the 6th, 2022, and uh, so glad that you guys have joined us today on this short week, uh, this Labor Day week. Uh, so a lot of us, uh, it's a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. Uh, we'll keep you kind of guessing all week long what day of the week it is, because every day will feel like a different day. But the good news is it's a, it's a short week, so... Uh, so hope you enjoyed your uh, Monday, your Labor Day. Uh, if you had the day off, you got some R and R, rested from your labor. <laughs> uh, we did, man. We just kind of we kind of hung around the house really yesterday. We didn't do a whole lot. Um, yeah, we uh, Chrissy had a few uh, uh, chores for me to do over the weekend change out some um, bathroom lights and uh, mirrors, change out some bathroom mirrors. So we, uh, we did some of that Saturday and we finished it up yesterday. So that, that was, that was fun. That's pretty much all we did. The rest of it was just kind of chillaxing. Yeah. All right, everybody. So glad you guys are on. We are, uh, as I said, in Psalm chapter 5, and then we'll jump over to the C.S. Lewis reading, see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Psalm chapter 5. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. You know what a lament is? A lament is what Christians do when they're sad. <laughs> you know, you, you know, Christians, you know, what Chris, well, a lament is what Christians do when they're sad. They lament. You know, uh, lamenting is a, is a good, is a spiritual, is a good spiritual thing to do. Um, sometimes I know in our modern culture, we, we don't really give time for sadness. Like, oh, nobody, nobody wants to talk about sadness. Only joy, only happiness, only glee. You know, uh, how are you doing? Good. <laughs> When's the last time someone said, well, I'm kind of, kind of, kind of lamenting. <laughs> um, but uh, lament is a biblical thing. It is a gift God has given us to mourn, to, uh, to go through the, uh, the conundrums of life. We, we uh, have the ability to lament. Uh, there are entire laments in the Bible, <laughs> uh, lamentations. <laughs> but there are others. Obviously, this one right here is uh, Psalm chapter 5 begins with a little bit of uh, uh, noting uh, he's in a season of lament. He's, he's sad. It's okay to be sad, man. Sometimes things in life give you a, you know, you know jab you and hit you and hurt you. And... Um, we have concerns and fears and worries, things that hit us, and you know, you just, man, you're just like, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm just kind of bummed out. Or to put it in a spiritual way, I'm, I'm lamenting. <laughs> you, 
you could lament a loss, you could lament a, a, a failure, you could lament a, a disappointment. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's healthy. It's obviously not great to be in a prolonged season of lament, but um, lamenting is good. It's a good thing. Just as good as being celebratory and uh, cheering and being ecstatic about something and excited just as much. It's uh, it's right and good to, to allow ourselves, in our communities even, to lament. Yeah. So he's, he's saying that. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help. My King and my God, for to you I pray. Hmm. Hear my cry, Lord. Maybe you're crying out for something today. That's your that's your prayer. Maybe you've been crying out to the Lord for a while. And you've, you know, Lord, hear my cry for help. That's a good prayer, by the way. Just Lord, help. <laughs> it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be deeply theological. Lord, help. He understands. He understands. Verse three. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. All right, shout out to all the morning podcast people in the house. <laughs> yeah, in the morning. I know some of you people will listen to it in the afternoon. Jesus is going to help you later. I know you. some of you listen to it in the afternoon. Sometimes you go to listen to podcasts in the afternoon or in the evening. I understand that. But here right in the Bible, it says in the morning. I just... Uh, you know I'm joking. You know I'm joking. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. Can't promise you in the afternoon, no. <laughs> in the morning, the Lord hears us. The people in the afternoon, I don't know, man. You're on your own. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. All right. For you, uh, the Lord's with us all the time. So anyway, because it's morning somewhere, right? I mean, it's morning here, but on the other side of, side of the world, it's evening. So, you know. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Hmm. Right? I'm just placing my request before you. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. Ooh. God's a holy God, man. Um, yeah, God, God is a holy God, and in his presence... Um, is holiness. And that's what the psalm writer is saying. He's like, I, I realize you, you, know, you don't delight in wickedness. You don't delight in wicked people. And um, so he's doing a little self-reflection. I don't, I don't want to be wicked. I don't want to be of the wicked. Um, I want to be holy. Verse 5, the arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Mm. Psalm writers are saying, look, I know, God, you stand against, the, you oppose the proud. You oppose the wicked. You are holy and good and, and, and great, and you, um, you stand over against wickedness. Mm. The arrogant cannot stand in your present. You presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and the deceitful, you, Lord, detest. Hmm. That's right. Now, we know 
just to make a, a fine line theological point, <clears throat> God loves the people. He detests their behavior. He detests wicked deeds. And the more uh, wickedness that is done, it becomes more part of who we are. And likewise with righteousness. God loves the righteous. He loves everyone. He loves, he loves us, righteous people, people who seek to serve him. He loves us. And the more righteous things we do, um, that righteousness that is in us, the more of it that comes out, it works back, it works, it works both ways. It works from the inside out. It also works from the outside in, right? I mean, our righteous deeds come from a pure heart. Otherwise, they're not going to be righteous deeds, <laughs> no matter what you're doing. But if you're doing good things, you're doing righteous deeds from a righteous heart, it works not only from the inside out, it also works from the outside in. So the more righteous deeds you be, you do, the more it, be, it changes who you are. Yeah. It works both ways. It's like kneading dough, man. I never did a lot of it, but, you know, it's like kneading, making dough. You knead the flour and the dough and all that. Yeast. You knead it. Works out, it works in. It works all the way through. Mm, makes you want to get a donut. <laughs> makes you want to have a donut this morning. Anyway. Anyway, good morning, everybody. So glad you guys are on. Happy happy Tuesday. That feels like Monday. Um, Where are we? But I, verse 7 of Psalm chapter 5, but I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Man, I love that. How, what, what, what enables us to go into the presence of God's house? His great love. Oh, man, what? He extends his grace. It's not because of our goodness or righteousness. But because we are his people, because we've been purchased by the blood of Christ, because we've been made righteous by the atoning work of Jesus, and, and all of that is because of his great love. He makes a way for us to enter into his presence by his great love. Yeah. But, but I, by your great love, can, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down. I bow, I, I'll get the word out here in a minute. Just give me, give me a minute. But I, by your great love, come into your, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Verse 8. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness. So that's somebody's prayer today. That's going to be all of our prayer today. Lord, lead me in your righteousness. Lead me. Lord, lead me. See, that's we got a couple prayers right here already in the psalm. Help me and lead me. Come on now. Right there. He's like, I don't know how to pray. Psalm 5 tell you. Help me and lead me. Right there. Two prayers. In the beginning, chapter 5, he says, hear me. Actually, there's three, right? Hear me, help me, lead me. Hear me, help me, lead me. Three-point prayer. Hear me, lead. Hear me, help me, lead me. There might be more. There might be more in here. I don't know. I, this is unscripted, man. There may be more after that, but we got, three, we got a three-point prayer right there. And if you're a preacher, it's a three-point sermon. <laughs> we always looking for sermons. <laughs> uh, hear me, help me, lead me. Put that one in the back pocket. That helps you. That helps. You, that helps your prayer, though, right? Lord, please hear me. Please help me, and lead me. I mean, we could pray that every single day, every single day, every every day. Our feet 
hit the floor. We could start with that. Lord, hear my prayer. Help me today, God, and lead me. Verse 8, lead, Lord, lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Help me do the right thing, Lord. Basically, the psalm writer saying, Lord, let, help me not to go off on them crazy people. How <laughs> I many you can relate to that? Lord, don't, please, Lord, help me not to go off on them crazy fools. Uh, Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Help me do the right thing today. Yeah. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. And their tongues, they tell lies. People are just lying. That's why he's lamenting. Place is corrupt, man. Place is a corrupt mess. People be telling lies left and right. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. And their tongues, with their tongues, they tell lies. Tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their in intrigues be their downfall. All their, uh, all their attempts at wickedness, let that destroy them. Let, the, let it bring them down. Banish them for their sins, for, you have, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Yeah. What, brings your, what takes your lament to a place of joy? The presence and the hope of God. Mm-hmm. You see, you can turn your lament into joy when you when God hears you, He helps you, and He leads you. Yeah, that's how you turn. That's how you, that's how you turn it around. That's how you flip the script. You want to flip the script? Cry out to God. Ask Him to help you. Help Him to ask Him to lead you, and that uh, that script can be flipped from sadness to joy. Come on, y'all. You know that's the truth. You know that ain't nothing but the truth. Mm -hmm. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Man, don't you love the name of the Lord? I hope you do. I bet you do. You wouldn't be on a morning podcast prayer, daily prayer, if you didn't, if you weren't seeking that. Yeah. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Oof. Praise God. God surrounds the righteous with, their, with his favor as if it were a shield. God's favor is a shield around the righteous. I like that. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's see what C.S. Lewis as we wrap up today. Let's uh, see what C.S. Lewis has to say to us today. Gets us thinking about spiritual things. Thanks so much for being on. Hope you guys are all having a great morning, great day. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Uh, so this is September sixth reading. the uh, The title is "The Claims of Religion." Do all to the glory of God. Here we go. Let's see what he says. You put your thinking cap on for Mister C.S. Lewis, Clive Staples Lewis. It is for a very different reason that religion cannot occupy the whole of life in the sense of excluding all our natural activities. For, of course, in some sense, it, it must occupy the whole of life. There's no question of a compromise between the claims of God and the claims of culture or politics or anything else. All right, so he's saying, uh, in a sense, you can't, 
you can't be doing religious things per se, you know, in strictly speaking, all the time, right? You know, you got to pay the bills. You can't just say, well, I'm just in the temple asking God to help me and hear me. Yeah, but are you out there uh, doing your job? So one of the ways God may be helping you is by giving you the capacity and the capabilities to, to make an income. So get your butt out there and get to work. <laughs> I know, but I'm just praying for God to hear me and help me. I know, but I heard that. I heard that already. Now, you just carry that little prayer out uh, to your workplace. Or in relationships, you know, you gotta. there's some work you got to do to to make them better. But he's saying, you know, there's things you got to just do in life. I mean, you got to take the kids to their practices. You, there's, you can't be doing church stuff all the time. He says, in a sense, yes, it should occupy your whole life, like it should be integrated into every aspect of your life. But strictly speaking, you can't be doing church stuff all the time. I mean, some people try. You got 500 Bible studies, 400, 400, 400 podca podcasts. But this one, don't don't drop this one. Don't, I mean, you can drop the other ones, but just don't drop those. But anyway, we got 400 podcasts, 500 Bible studies. Uh, you got you got your TV, you got your radio preacher come on at noon. Can't miss him or her. Uh, got my got uh got my Christian conferences. I do three times a month. Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, there's enough Christmas Christian activity to fill it up. But but saying, but but basically, there you know. They're, uh, they, you, you can't just do Christian things all the time. Uh, there is no question of a compromise between the claims of God and the claims of the culture or politics or anything else. God's claim is infinite and inexorable, and inexorable, sorry, inexorable. You can refuse it, or you can begin to try to grant it. There is no middle way. Yet in spite of this, it is clear that Christianity does not exclude any of the ordinary human activities. So Paul, so God says, I want you to, I want you to uh, integrate your spiritual, your your life, you want your faith into every aspect of your life. But He's not saying to stop doing all your things, all the things you got to do to live. But there's no middle ground. God has to be in all of it. So, uh, so what is He saying? Yet, in spite of this, it's clear that Christianity does not exclude any of the ordinary. It ordinary human activities. He says, go ahead. You can do all the ordinary things you do. You can play softball. You can go to work. You can, you know, whatever. St. Paul tells people to get on with their jobs. He even assumes that Christians may go to dinner and parties and, what is more, dinner parties given by pagans. So you can be a Christian and do all these things. In fact, uh, doing... Uh, Integrating your spiritual life, your faith into every aspect of your life will include doing a lot of things, even going to dinner parties hosted by pagans. That's what he's saying. Our Lord attends a wedding and provides miraculous wine. Under the ages of his church and in most of Christian ages, learning and the arts flourish. Yeah, there's this great myth that Christianity is opposed to the arts and the science. No, most Beautiful art, most of the most, some of the most beautiful art in history, and some of the most incredible uh, scientific breakthroughs have taken place by the, through the influence of Christian scientists and artists. No, church creates beautiful things. The solution of this paradox is, of course, well known to you. 
So how do you integrate all of, uh, how do you have to do all the things you got to do in life? You got to go to work. You got to get the kids to where they got to go. You got to do the homework. Got All these things you got to do just to be on this earth and make it and, and, and be, but, but uh, always serving the Lord. So how do you do all of that and always serve the Lord? Well, here it is. The solution of this paradox is, of course, well known to you. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So when you're taking your little chair into the soccer field, do it for the glory of God. When you're volunteering at this uh, the community event, do it for the glory of God. When you go into the pagans' dinner party, do it all for the glory of God. When you're going to work today, do it for the glory of God. You don't have to be at church to do it for the glory of God. You do everything for the glory of God. All our merely natural activities will be accepted if they are offered to God. Even the humblest and all of them, even the noblest, will be sinful if they are not. So even good things, if they're not done in glory to God, then those things are not worth, they're not accepted by God. What makes a difference that what, if it's an offering to God or not? It's not whether it's noble or mundane. It's whether it's being offered to God to not, or not. That's what he says. Christianity does not simply replace our natural life and substitute a new one. It is rather a new organization which exploits to its own supernatural ends these natural materials. Wow. So Christianity is not some new like uh, subculture of activities and events and whatever. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus that uh, uh, permeates through all of our activities. So everything we do in our lives, our work, our play, our recreation, our entertainment, our, uh, our getting together with other people, even and, and our, our quote-unquote Christian things we do, our worship, our Bible, all of it, the whole pie, we do it all to the glory of God. And, and C.S. Lewis is saying, and somehow God uh, incredibly, miraculously takes these natural means, these natural things that we do, and does supernatural things with them. Through, through our work, through our play, through our relationships, through our connections, through our mundane task of life, if we do them unto the Lord, we do them to the glory of God, He will use them for great, great purposes. Hmm. not only to teach us things, but to advance his kingdom into the hearts and minds of other people. Wow, I like that. So, so Lord, hear our cry, help us, and lead us as we incorporate um, all of that into, into our lives. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I like it. All right, you guys. So glad you guys are on. So whatever you're doing today, Whatever you got going on on your schedule today, maybe Monday, maybe the same thing you've done, you do every Tuesday. Um, it's a mindset change, right? It's a heart change. God, I'm going to do all of these th things unto the Lord. So I'm going to do them well because I want to bring you glory. I'm going to do them with the right heart and mind because I want to I want to hear your voice and represent you well. I want to treat others the way you would treat me. You, you would have me treat them because I'm. I, I want to do everything today. Until, if I'm going to go shopping today, got to go grocery shopping, I'm going to do it at, unto the Lord. I'm going to buy them Oreos unto Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to buy them double stuffed Oreos unto Jesus today. 
and um, it's going to be beautiful. Do they even make that anymore? I haven't had an Oreo in so many years. I don't even know. But if I were to buy an Oreo today, it would be double stuffed. I'm just going to keep it real. If they still, if they, you know, if they have Oreos, and, I'm, I, and I were to buy one today under Jesus, I would buy a double stuff. Because I feel like that would be the glory to, I would feel like that would bring the most glory to God. So, what I would do. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, just being silly. Just being silly over here. All right, you guys, let's uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you you hear us. And so today we do. We, we join our hearts with the psalmist. Lord, hear us. Hear our cry. Uh, some folks may be in a lament. They may be in a season of difficulty and hurt and just struggle. And so, Lord, we, we thank you for the gift of lament that helps us process our pain and bring it to you and find resolution and healing and presence. Uh, Lord, thank you for your help. And so, Lord, many of us today need your help. We need your help with a situation. We need your help with strength today, insight, wisdom. Um, just give us your, your help and, and uh, strength today. And, Lord, we ask that you would lead us. Lead us uh, as we go about all the things that we have to do today. Maybe we, some of us have a short list of things we have to do. Some of us have a very long list, whatever. But all of it we do unto you, Lord. We offer it to you. We pray that it would be a pleasing and pleasant offering to you. Um, and it would bring glory to your great name in some miraculous way. Lord, thank you for my friends. I pray your blessing upon them. May you encourage and strengthen them today. Thank you so much for uh, what they mean to me. And uh, thank you for this community where we learn and grow together and by your grace become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on this Tuesday edition of the podcast, which feels like Monday, the day after Labor Day. So you'll be figuring out, trying to figure out what day of the week it is all week. Uh, but it is Tuesday. And so thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you for sharing this, liking this. If it uh, was an encouragement to you, share it. Subscribe to the podcast. Like it. Um, that really means a lot. So, all right, you guys. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.